Oh boy, it is Friday up in here. Tomorrow is Super Cross Palooza. That means it's Super Cross Eve, is what it is. It is the holiday we celebrate every single Friday here on the Big 49. Heading into Detroit tomorrow. It's going to be a little chilly. Like chilly enough to freeze your balls off if you're a California kid rolling up into there. Yes, indeed it do. But I got some guys on the show today. In fact, not one, not two, but three young men who will be there on Sunday. They are all 250 East Riders. One of them is Hunter Lawrence, who you heard yesterday. He'll be in the middle of the show. The other two both racing for Star Racing Yamaha. That's right, Star Racing Yamaha. Talking Jordan Smith and Nate Thrasher. Those dudes are tearing it up this year as well, having a really good season. Star Racing Yamaha got a lot of really fast dudes, and they got dudes on the podium week after week after week. And right now they're all playing catch-up, though, to Hunter Lawrence. So we will talk to all of those dudes on the show today. It is going to be a Motopalooza as we build up for the weekend. Now, outside of the motocross interviews, which are pretty spectacular, I must say, because I did them myself. It's kind of how it is. I'm pretty amazing at what I do. Uh, We're going to get into a funny story that (laughs) that I found on CNN that I'm like, wow, they're really stretching and not in a good way. Normally you stretch as a a good thing, but not, not here. They are stretching in a really, really, really bad way. I got a social media thing that is catching on that people are really grossed out by. I have some moto uh, points I want to point out. I got an attack on a rock legend that is bizarre. Happened in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It will be my what the Florida story of the day. It's like, what the F, dude? Seriously? Yeah, not cool at all. And then I have a weird Fox News UFO story that we're going to get into because no one's reported on this anywhere and it was Tucker Carlson who's been doing some solid ass reporting lately like really knocking stuff out of the park not that he hasn't in the past too but his stuff on the Capitol riots and all that stuff have been really really eye opening to a lot of people and now he drops this UFO bomb and it's like where is this and people are jumping to smother it which makes me think wow that's true Immediately, when people run like they're running to call fake news on a story like this or to kibosh a story, I'm like, that's real, especially when it has to do with UFOs. So it's pretty interesting to see how that one's going to unroll. Then I I have no updates. My updates are just bad, bad, bad when it comes to the ghost box. And I'm going to let the guys know what happens now, I think tomorrow when we get on the show and that'll be myself moto man jason from hyr and mr kyle don't forget moto man and kyle are they're in that demon room today they're doing the show in there today now i know the box i will tell you this moto man met me at the door because typically when i get the radio stations up on a hill and when i get to the bottom of the hill i'll usually text moto man because i don't want to see his tiny uh, acorn penis nestled into a ginger uh, bird nest uh, hiding out when I walk up anywhere. So I always text, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm going to be there in three minutes, five minutes, whatever. And when I texted, I said, hey, I'm here. And I got Homer and the, the demon box. And he met me in the driveway because he was so freaked out about the demon box. He did not want it in the studio with him. Because remember, he stays there all the time and he's always in there loading stuff up. So 
Moto had a conniption. So the box was never in the studio yet. Weird stuff's happening around the radio station, which makes me just think they did something. But I'm going to address all of this as best I can in the near future. In the meantime, it's kind of like a, well, everybody just, it's a holding pattern. And that's not a good thing when there's a freaking evil spirit slash demon running around. No one's happy about having to just, well, wait. Don't worry, we'll get to it here in a minute. It's like, no, 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 this is an emergency. We need this gone now, but that's not going to happen. So here we go. Yeah, here we go. Fun times. Fun, fun times. Oh, my God. I work with morons. All right, up next, let's get into this Tucker Carlson UFO story because I find it interesting. Hopefully you will, too. It's the Big 49. Strap it in. It's Friday. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are going to sit down with one of our favorite writers because we got his damn number plate hanging in the Big 49 studio. That's because last year he was number 49. This year he is number 29, and he is still aboard a star racing Yamaha, and he's fast as F, boy. Second place tonight, Nate Thrasher. Congratulations on that. Talk us through this ride tonight. I know it had to be a little different because you've had these crazy photo finish rides the last few rounds where you've been battling with Hunter for first and second and really getting it in there. Tonight, Hunter had a bigger lead. You came in second. Uh, Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer rides like tonight where it's a little more stress-free, if you will, or those gnarly, nail-biting, freaking finishes that you've been having with Hunter? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd rather be winning. You know what (laughs) I mean? I think that's what everybody up here is striving to do but yeah it was was a good race uh we fought our best i wish it could have been a little bit better off the start but yeah we gave it everything we had and uh yeah i don't think it feels much different uh i was trying to push and trying to catch him but it just wasn't happening he was riding really good tonight and yeah uh yeah there wasn't much i could have done different i don't feel on my side just being a little bit better not making as many mistakes but to your question i don't think it was uh any different really i was just kind of focusing on myself a little bit not worrying about who was in front or behind so yeah, I, I wish I was winning, uh, but second, it, it's good, too. Yeah, it, it's a great ride tonight, man. It's, uh, definitely something to be proud of, and that was a gnarly track, and let, let's talk about that. At some point, did you realize, all right, second's locked up, Hunter's kind of pulled away, and you could just, you know, ride safe. Granted, you did have Jordan, your teammate, right behind you, trying to close in on you as well, but at any point, did you try to go into – uh, safe mode, like protect the points and and keep the bike upright and don't try to push it. Going uh, after Hunter at that point, and, and and what was the take with Jordan behind you closing in like he was? Yeah, uh, I'd say once I got into second, I, I was I was trying everything I could to uh, put on a charge and try to uh, make up the time that I had to make up to get up to Hunter, and uh, I, I just couldn't kind of do it. We were just kind of mashing each other there for a little while, and. Uh, I would say about seven, eight minutes in, I, I kind of realized that I was going to need a mistake from him, you know, uh, for, for him to uh, come back to me. Uh, the okay. track, was, it was super technical tonight, but there wasn't much, like, separation out there. Even in qualifying, the times were all pretty close. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, been bigger gaps before, you know, uh, yeah. between uh, the top ten guys, and they were, it was all pretty close tonight. So there wasn't as much separation as you would think just because how ruddy it was. But yeah. once I kind of was at the ten-minute mark and we were kind of about the same, he had a four or five second gap or whatever it was yeah. and oh uh, yeah there wasn't much i could do I, I was giving it everything and was starting to make a little mistakes here and there and i was just like all right i just need to kind of get it in from here it's right. going to take uh him to go down you know to uh 
to for me to get up there but i was still pushing at 100 100 you know I, i'm not gonna stop trying not gonna stop fighting you never know with lappers or anything like that he could go down a small tip over you never know he almost did don't know how he saved that to be honest that was a pretty amazing save <laughs> i probably would have been down but uh yeah uh it's uh he, he's a tough competitor and he, he's going really fast right now and jordan's right behind me not giving me any uh space so uh it's uh it's it's tough well, i was in a fine line we were pretty gone on the field though i think so yeah it was, it was a tough racetrack tonight yeah it definitely was gnarly out there in those super deep ruts and it just got worse and worse as the night went on but was there anything you think uh, that you could have done that would have made it more of one of those you know crazy races like you've had with hunter where you guys are down to you know photo finish if you will is there something uh, tonight that you needed that would have made that happen or even have gotten the win I mean, with a whole shot, yeah, it would have made life a lot easier. Uh, it definitely, uh, following somebody, it's, it's a lot easier to go that pace. Yeah. I don't think the pace was like a big difference tonight. I, I think we were all pretty close in, in the top yeah. three there. So I think, yeah, being up there, once I got into second, I, I think I had an eighth place start or something. So once I got into second, he was already uh, pretty pretty far ahead. So yeah. it, it was going to take a lot. Like I said, it, it was going to take a mistake from him. and. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe if I would had a whole shot and he, he would have been in my position, it would have been different, but it, yeah. it wasn't. So we'll go next weekend and uh, give it our best shot. All right, and let's uh, talk about the knee, Nate. I know you don't want to go into any details, but we do know you had a knee injury, the opening round of the 250 East, and you've battled through like a freaking warrior and came back and even got a victory on that knee, so it can't be too bad. But a night like tonight when you're racing on such a brutal track and you know, you're training all week, is it – been an issue at all for you up these last few weeks oh uh, yeah it, it's not been too bad i okay. would say training more uh affected by it but okay. uh racing is it's pretty good uh yeah we're dealing with it kind of doing the best we can but training wise is the only thing that's been like really affected by it not being able to ride as much as i'd like to but yeah it, it's good we're feeling good and uh yeah we'll keep pushing all right nate uh final question we got some tracks coming up here on the docket for the 250 east i know the nashville track's going to be like a home race for you and you got to be stoked on that any other tracks you're really looking forward to racing on coming up this season uh yeah uh definitely uh i've done good at atlanta before so yeah. that that'll be a cool one to go to and, and it's close to home too and Definitely yeah. Nashville. I have a lot of fans there, and, yeah. and it's really close to home. And then, yeah, all of them coming up should be good. I've never been to Detroit before. I've never okay. been to Indy before tonight. So nice. It, it's a challenge. So, yeah, we'll accept it. And uh, definitely Nashville I'm looking forward to, though. Yeah. Back to your question, it, it, it's going to be a special race. Just having all my friends and family I grew up with there, and it's only like an hour away. So it'll yeah. definitely be cool, and uh, hopefully we can get a win there. But I think we got Detroit up next. So, yeah, we'll go there and uh, do the best we can. All right, Nate Thrasher from the Star Racing Yamaha team. Thank you so much. Congratulations to you and the crew for getting not only yourself, but Jordan Smith up on the box tonight as well. That's a great week for you guys, I am sure. Hopefully, we'll talk to you both again next week when we head out to Detroit. So, best of luck to you. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urged. Report! Former LA Laker Matt Barnes is in big trouble once he went to child support court this week. Apparently, he's been divorced for a while and he's owed back child support since 2018. When his bill was $20,000 a month, they slashed it to $7,500 a month, but he now owes back child support of about $134,000 that he's got to catch up on. So, good luck, Matt Barnes. It's weird, you're not playing in the NBA anymore, but you're still paying those NBA baller prices.
Yesterday, I think Conor McGregor became the last UFC star to ever be invited onto Fox News. He came on during the Hannity Show, where he pledged a $1 million donation to Tunnel to Towers. They brought in uh, Frank Siller, and at that point, Conor told him, your brother is an effing hero. Only he didn't say effing, he said the F word, because he's Conor McGregor, and that's kind of what he does. And uh, the people at Fox looked horrified. And finally, you gotta love Donald Trump. If you didn't love him before, you got to now. They're saying his Trump Force One, it's the giant airliner that he's using to fly around the country as he runs for president in the upcoming elections. And they say they proudly serve KFC on there. This dude's flying around like a PIMP and he's got KFC on the menu of his private jet. What's not to love about that? He just got my vote right there. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Friday morning. Now, normally when I'm talking UFOs, I play my X-Files theme, but today I decided it's time to rock. It's Friday. Shout out Ronnie James Dio. Doesn't get more rocked than Dio. Gonna get into this song right now. Little last in line. I say last to know is what this story should be called. Because here's what's crazy. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who's been killing it on Fox News goes in and does an interview on some podcast. So he goes and does a podcast and Tucker Carlson talks about a conversation he had with a Stanford professor. Remember, and he doesn't name this person, but the Stanford professor, uh, Mr. Loeb, who is the forefront of ufology right now, I gotta say that's who it is, because there's no way Tucker Carlson's talking to a Stanford professor about UFOs that's not Professor Loeb. And this guy says that 11 years ago, he was asked by the Defense Department to investigate numerous cases of troops dying due to UFO-inflicted brain injuries. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Why has no one ever said deaths? We've never heard of deaths being attributed to UFOs. Ever. Never. Especially military personnel being killed by UFOs. So Carlson says at this point, the expert who has expertise in traumatic brain injury, well, then that would not be Professor Loeb. He's a physicist, not a uh, traumatic brain surgeon. The guy says he studied the brains of more than 100 U.S. military personnel who died following UFO encounters. The professor, according to Carlson, told him that there are dozens of open court cases that support this claim, that this can be verified. I'll bet you not anymore. As this story broke, I bet those aren't around anymore. Says a number of cases, these things have landed on military bases where UFOs would just fly up and land. Remember, they buzz right over nukes and shut them off. They got no problem walking up to the military. They buzz the ships at sea. We're fully aware of that. And they say these things have landed many times on military bases and the personnel run up to them. And they're like, what the hell is this? Well, apparently after they get real close, there's something emanating from, from this flying saucer UFO that does something to their heads. I would have a feeling it has something to do with the propulsion system, which is unlike anything that we can figure out here on Earth. And it just shows you 
Or is it, we've already reverse engineered them, and the ones that land at military bases are ours, and we bring them out there to see what our troops will do? Because the U.S. military does have up stuff like that. Now, so he dropped that. I saw it day before yesterday in the news. Carlson saying, now, why isn't this front page of the New York Times? And he's saying, I have no idea. And I agree. And all of us agree. But the U.S. military has immediately just blasted out and come out of this one. And they are saying this story is completely the false. Uh, according to the Defense Department spokesperson, they say that story is completely false. And then the Pentagon declined to comment on the story. So UFOs are a big deal right now. And especially last week with the head of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office uh, wrote a report suggesting alien vessels have been rolling through our solar system, dropping search probes, and then they go around and, and do their investigating. That's something. And that just, the Pentagon's had to deal with that all week. And notice this Tucker Carlson story comes and they're saying, yeah, we've had over a hundred U.S. military personnel who have ran up to UFOs that landed on military bases and then have died from traumatic brain injury, which leads itself to Havana syndrome is, is what that is. I would assume they don't say that in the article. I'm drawing this conclusion myself, but that's kind of the same thing, only it's not as close. They, granted, they don't run up and touch a UFO, but something is beaming down to people and causing brain injury. Remember they're saying it was mass hysteria or whatever? That was BS. There's something more to that. Maybe it's UFOs tracking foreign uh, diplomats wherever they go. And I'm by foreign, I mean American or any foreign diplomat, any government spy. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? No one's going to get to the truth. But when I saw this on Tucker Carlson, I was like, there's no way this is real. And now I'm seeing the reaction of the Pentagon and of the Defense Department. And I'm like, holy crap, that's real. <laughs> First thing I thought, judging by their reaction. Wow, that's a real story. Tucker Carlson just crushed another one out of the park. The guy's batting like 800 right now. So shout out to Tucker Carlson for letting it rain. But I want to know why this isn't on the news. And other than poo-pooing it, let's go, let's go prove it. Come on, MUFON. I'm losing faith in MUFON. I will tell you, remember I kind of poo-pooed on MUFON? I had a UFO sighting myself, and I'm not a UFO dude, I'm a ghost dude. I'm a ghost dude, I'm a demon dude. I have lots of experiences with that stuff. Uh, I know nothing about UFOs other than they interest me and I wanna know if they're real. I became open to things being real when I saw a ghost. That, you're like, whoa, that's not real. Then you're like, now it's real. I saw a ghost. There's, those are real. And once you see something that's not real and you come to the realization it's real, you think there's a lot of things out there that you've been told your whole life aren't real that are probably real. So I'm at that point with UFOs. And several months ago, I was at my uh, overnight job and I was standing at a guard booth at one of our gates while the guard... Uh, was on break and I just happened to look up into the sky and I saw a big black triangle buzzing up over my head making no noise whatsoever and it the thing I remember about it specifically is that it, it made no noise it had zero lights on it 
and it had three circles on the bottom of it. Wouldn't you know, I happen to see a, I'm always looking at this crap, and when I'm doing show prep, I'm looking for UFO stories and things to talk about, and I have a video that I came across, and the thing is, videos of UFOs are like videos of ghosts, they're very easy to fake, they're very, very easy to fake, and unless you shoot it yourself, and unless you can swear by the uh, reliability of that eyewitness, I don't believe any of them. But this one was, hey, here's a aircraft that the U.S. government has reverse engineered and it's it got caught on film flying around. And son of a bitch, if it wasn't exactly what I saw to about a 95% certainty. And it's funny as I sent, when I saw that, I, I was annoyed that I saw it because I didn't want to see it. And I sent a letter to MUFON, who investigated it and, and, and contacted me a couple of times and asked me more questions, and I told them what I saw, and then they came back and said that there was a flying around, and, it, and I will never forget, it was at 4.10 in the morning when I saw it, because that's the time the guards go on break at 4, so if you're relief, you're there from 4 to about 4.15. At about 4.10, I see this thing fly directly over my head. I have my conversation with MUFON, they answer my questions, and they tell me there was a stealth fighter jet flying in the air of that area on that night. They immediately explained it after some investigation, and I was appreciative of that, but I thought that wasn't a fighter jet because it made no noise, and it had three circles on the bottom that look, and I described them as, like, imagine giant bass speakers, that's what it looked like. Now, the only difference in the video that I just saw today randomly on social media was in the video, they were lit up red. The thing flying over me had no light to it whatsoever, but you could see the round things on the bottom and they looked like they were like a silverish color, whereas the rest of it was completely black. So I found that utterly fascinating to just stumble across that. I took a screenshot of it. I'll put it up maybe, on, I'll put it up on our Instagram. We got a lot coming up on Instagram here in the next 24 hours because it's moto time, bitches, and it's time to get our race on. But I will put up that UFO from the video that I don't know if it's real or not or if somebody faked it, but it's bizarre that it had three speaker-shaped circles on the bottom of a black triangle, and they're saying it's a U.S. aircraft. Now, by the way, if you have a, let's say it's a reverse-engineered UFO aircraft that you're flying around Los Angeles at four o'clock in the morning one day with no lights on and somebody sees it. And then the UFO people call you and say, hey, what's going on? If you're the military, you're gonna say, oh yeah, yeah, we had a stealth up there and those are black triangles, that's what that was. Does that not make sense? Everyone's an answer, no one's screaming UFO. No one, I had no video of it. First thing they asked me for is video. I said, no, I had my phone in my hand and I was so shocked I sat there saying, what the F is that? And didn't take a picture or a freaking video. True story. So, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. I see UFOs that are apparently just stealth fighter jets and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Ghosts, demons, I got it all. Idiots that I work with. Eh, who knows? All right, coming up next. What are we going to do? We got a minute before we talk to uh, Hunter again. 
Shout out to Nate Thrasher, who we uh, talked to earlier in the show. Nate Thrasher will be back at the end of the show. And then we still got Jordan Smith coming up as well. It's all moto almost all the time here on Fridays. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Star Racing Yamaha has announced that Dylan Ferrandez will be out for at least the next several weeks as he focuses on getting his health back. Remember, he had a big crash at round four where he got knocked unconscious and then went into concussion protocol. They tried to bring him back for the Daytona Supercross and he had a gnarly crash at media day. They still let him come out and try to qualify the next day and then they decided, you know what, it's in your best interest not to get back on this bike. Now they say he is in a three-week rehabilitation process to return to 100% before they allow him to resume racing. I say best of luck, Dylan Ferrandez. He's a good dude and a friend of the 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, man, it's the Big 4-9. Never thought I'd hear Def Leppard on the Big 4-9 in my life, but I kind of got to play Def Leppard so I can give you this WTF what the Florida moment of the day. Moto Man's swearing right now. He's cursing up and down. F you, Stretch. Moto Man's a big Def Leppard fan. He likes to run around with his uh, British flag uh, muscle shirt on. And one day he was playing Def Leppard, and I called him and said, do not play Def Leppard, and we had a huge fight about it. Def Leppard is banned. It is too cheesy for me. And by the way, when I tell you this story, Moto Man is going to question where my whereabouts this second like often i hear crazy stories and i'm like where was moto man wait a minute there was a cannibal there a lady that looked like will kristen was missing where was moto man and then i'll make him verify his i where his whereabouts were to be because i'll turn him i love moto man one of my best friends but you know if he like ate someone i would have to turn him in i would be like dude cannibalism's not cool bro by the way moto man uh, you're hearing me right now drinking a little mango chainsaw I stole from the fridge of the break room, you MFer. Little liquid death mango chainsaw. Really good, by the way. Delicious. It's a nice flavor. Now, they got some really good uh, carbonated waters and just still waters. And, and what's cool about liquid death, liquid death really came about uh, Joanna Angel, adult film star and friend of the 49, is one of the owners. And it really came about because there's a big negative pushback on plastic right now. So they were like, well, let's just use aluminum to put water in. And they did that for the longest time. They had carbonated water and still water. And it was liquid death. And it was called Murder Your Thirst. And it's got a skull on it. It's really cool. But now they've just upped their effing game with all of these flavors. They got teas and really good stuff, man. So... This one I'm drinking uh, tonight called uh, Mango Chainsaw. It's the one I stole from the, one of the ones I yanked out of the studio before I left. It was in the fridge, in the break room. I just opened that thing up and emptied it in my backpack. F you, Moto Man. Try to hide stuff from me, little prick. Lock me out of the warehouse. Granted, I'm glad there's a ghost in there because now I'm not going in there anymore. It's not really a ghost, it's... Probably a demon. But we won't talk about that anymore. 
me get back to my Def Leppard story. F you, Moto Man. Def Leppard's Rick Allen. You know who he is? That's the one-armed drummer, bitch. Guy can shred it with just one arm. I all due respect to that. Lost his arm in a car crash. Well, Def Leppard's been playing a show in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know why? It's spring break right now and people are raging. 59-year-old Rick Allen was outside of the Hard Rock Hotel, out where the car valet is, when he walked outside and a crazy 19-year-old uh, man, identified as Max Hartley, just came running like full sprint, full speed, and basically football tackled Allen, like knocked the crap out of him. A lady that witnessed it ran over to try and help Allen and he did the same thing to her and then grabbed her by the hair when she tried to run away and get back into the hotel. He ran into the hotel, grabbed her by the hair and drug her out of the hotel by her hair. He then fled the scene and got away. He was apprehended in a parking lot nearby when he jumped out of a car and started going crazy there and destroying stuff. So we don't know what the hell it was. And they say when when the kid put the full-blown freaking football spear on 59-year-old Rick Allen, that Allen fell and hit his head on the concrete really bad, and he was he was injured in the attack. Def Leppard's been uh, co-headlining a show with Motley Crue at the hotel, and they had already played their show, so the show's not being postponed or anything. I think they were getting ready to get out of town, and the dude just gets smoked. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. They say they're in town. Yeah, they co-headline a show with Motley Crue on Sunday. So, hopefully they didn't miss any tour dates from this, and hopefully he's okay. Now, it gets even weirder because um, Mr. Allen is a one-armed man, and he's 59 years old. They charged him when they caught him with four counts of criminal mischief and abusing an elderly slash or disabled person. So there's special penalties for abusing an elderly person. He's 59, he's not elderly. He's no spring chicken, but he's not a 65. He hasn't quite hit uh, AARP junk mail age yet. So he's uh, considered disabled because he only has one arm and the extra count goes on that. So four counts of criminal mischief and abusing an elderly or disabled adult. Remember, Alan lost his uh, car crash in 1984 when he lost his arm and then came back and never missed a beat of drumming. Just wish he drummed different music than Def Leppard music is all I'm saying. Def Leppard's just cheesy, cheesy pop rock to me. Moto Man loves it. Right now, he's banging his head, running around with his, like I said, his British flag muscle shirt on and a leopard print onesie uh, mankini. You go, Moto. I'm glad I'm not there to witness this, but I know what you're doing, you weirdo. Yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, I believe we are going to break it down and we are going to rerun the Hunter Lawrence interview, if you missed that from yesterday. Red plate holder for the 250 East. Get into that. Coming up next, right here on a big 4-9. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ.
Tomorrow, the Supercross rolls into Detroit, Michigan, and the Big 49 has got you covered. The gate's going to drop at 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch it on the Peacock. But at 2 p.m. right here on the Big 4-9, myself, Motoman, Jason from HYR, LBZ, Kyle, and possibly a demon from hell will be on the coverage live from our studio. And we'll let you know what's going on, who's in, who's out, all of the vital information you need, plus a whole bunch of vital information that you don't need, that nobody needs. But it's what we do, and we do it better than anyone. So check it out right here in the Big 49, starting at 2 o'clock tomorrow, your Supercross coverage. And we'll talk to you then. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBC is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show. Shout out so far to Mr. Nate Thrasher and to Hunter Lawrence. Coming up in the next segment, we will talk to Jordan Smith of the Star Racing Yamaha crew. No spring chicken. Jordan been around for a minute. Riding for that Star Racing Yamaha team now, having a really good year. Shout out to him. Um, before I get into this story about CNN losing their effing minds, uh, I have some weird moto stuff. As I was looking for Moto Minutes content for the Moto Minutes today, I'm coming across stories and I see one story, uh, just a social media post. Remember, most of my Moto Minutes come from just uh, checking in on these guys on social media and seeing what they post. And I see a post from Ricky Carmichael. And it's a happy 16th birthday to his kids. They're twins. And I'm like, dude, the goat has got 16-year-old kids? Like, damn. They can change his name to Old Goat. That's your name. Because when your kids are adults, you're officially old. Right? And and I'm old. I, I, got, I got old kids. My kids are both adults. Like, even my little one is an adult. So I got... I'm a I'm a old ass man. I'm I'm a grumpy old man, a crotchety grumpy old man. And Ricky Carmichael's right there with me. His kids are 16. He's done. Like those two more years, those kids are adults, and you're officially Grandpa Land. You're going to be getting beat up by crazy drunk teenagers outside of the Hard Rock Hotel in freaking uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, soon, uh, Ricky. I just tell you that's going to happen. So that happens, and then. I was going to make fun of Ricky for having old kids, calling him the old goat. Bah! That's what I was going to do. But then I decided, you know what? I'm going to take the higher road. I appreciate Ricky Carmichael. He is the goat. He's one of the greatest to ever do the game of motocross. And he's damn good. I really appreciate his uh, work on the television broadcast. He's very good there. And I was like, I won't do it. I'll back off of Ricky for right now. And then... All of a sudden, I see a post, a few posts down from Aaron Plessinger saying happy birthday to his 13-year-old daughter. And then I did the math. 13 years ago, Aaron Plessinger was 14 years old. So, ah, 14, 15 years old, right in there, 13 years ago. And so I look at that and I say, there's no way that's his kid. Like, I don't know, because he's got a bunch, they got a crew of kids. So I don't know if, if him and his wife, if she had kids before, which he would be the stepdad, and, and that's shout out to you if that is the case. But I'm like, there's no way Aaron Plessinger is a 13-year-old kid. He's 27 years old. I have kids older than Aaron Plessinger. That's how old I am. So if he's got a 13-year-old, it's only three years younger than Ricky Carmichael's kid, and Ricky Carmichael's older than dirt. Ricky Carmichael rode on the first motorcycle they ever invented. And now he's riding on the imaginary one called the, the uh, freaking Triumph. 
Yeah. We've all seen that. Ricky's written one, apparently. He's got dementia now. He's so old. But anyway, I digress. Baron Plessinger can have a 13-year-old that's not that out of line for Ricky Carmichael, a guy that's long since retired from racing, to have a 16-year-old. And for me to have old-ass kid. I got an old-ass kid. So, I'm the old grandpa in the bunch, but these guys... I was, I was shot. I mean, Aaron Plessinger, there's no way you got a 13-year-old kid. I don't know that. I don't know the personal deets on Plessinger's life, but he's like, I don't know how we have a 13-year-old kid. I'm like, yeah, mathematically, it's pretty crazy. Unless you're super redneck back in Ohio. Unless Ohio is is doing the dirty south up north. I, I don't know what's happening. But here we go. All right, now let me get to my story. This is fun and games. You, you, you should appreciate the story because I definitely do. Here's the headline. SpaceX Starlink devices found in illegal mining sites in the Amazon. That's the headline of this story. And you're like, I don't understand that. I, so I read the article because I didn't really understand that either. Was SpaceX is doing some illegal stuff in the Amazon forest? Because that's what the headline leads you to believe. Now let's think, this is on CNN I found this. Uh, who is the devil to CNN? anyone that's right-leaning who is a self-professed now republican who flies in outer space all the time and owns an electric car company and his name is elon musk that's who and they are going after him and the left are trying to choke him out and remember he's the guy that bought twitter and revealed all the dirty 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 deets of the fbi operating within social media and now they've all had to come clean and go yeah yeah no we got fbi guys in here censoring people too or actually, FBI guys in here telling us who to censor, so it's not the government censoring us, it's us censoring us, because we're stooges for the left. Exactly what happened during the last election, they did all kinds of bad, dirty stuff, because the FBI is an enemy combatant of the United States of America, in my opinion, and the fact that CNN and all of the media is doing their dirty work for them, and all of the social media companies have been doing their dirty work for them, they hate Elon Musk. So you get this headline, there's something illegal going on with SpaceX, and it basically comes to that they were doing raids down in the Amazon where the lands are protected, you can't, you know, strip it or mine it or do anything like that, and there's these mines down there because there's a boom in gold prices, and people are going down there and doing illegal gold mining. So when they went in with their military troops to shut down these things, they all had uh, SpaceX net internet there. Well, of course they did. It's brand new. You could now have space. Uh, SpaceX will give you the internet anywhere in the world. So if you got to set up a little dish, you got a battery, you've got internet now. That's a cool thing. But because some bad guys that were out in the middle of the Amazon that have nothing to do with SpaceX, and later in the story, way, way down in the story, it says, it's not illegal to have SpaceX in the Amazon, but it is illegal to be a miner in the Amazon mining for the riches and destroying the land so they're equating bad criminals who are destroying the environment to elon musk and it's hysterical that cnn has stooped to a new low in my opinion that's the headline spacex's starlink devices found in illegal mining sites in amazon and here's what's crazy every single one of them they raided had uh spacex you know why how else you're gonna get the internet how are you going to get a cell phone to work? How are you going to get anything to work? You're not. So F you CNN, eat a big giant bowl of dicks with your incredibly biased reporting and misleading 
and untrue and god-awful lies that you tell the people. The only thing true is that they were mining camps that had SpaceX, but you're trying to make it look like like SpaceX is bad because you have a personal beef with the politics of Elon Musk. And this is where America's got to get over this crap. I don't want to wish harm on anyone that has different political views than I do. I am mine. This works for me. F yourself. I live in California. I'm a conservative that lives in California. Most everyone I know has completely different political viewpoints than I do. And I always tell them. And they'll try to preach at me. And I'm like, look, I'm not trying to change you. I'm, I'm holding true to me. I'm doing what works for me. You do what works for you. And we're fine. But the left is they're incapable of that you're demonized and you're an awful person and you're you know helping destroy the amazon rainforest because of your invention it's insane go suck a fat dick cnn all right let's get back into moto interview get jordan smith up here next it's the big 49 Big 49, it is Stretch, and now we are sitting down with Star Racing Yamaha's Jordan Smith back up on the podium again this week. Looking really strong today, too, Jordan. I gotta admit, you were blasting the whoops and looking really good there, and it was all day. You had some good qualifying, seemed very comfortable on the bike, all in all. Like a really, really good night for you. Walk us through uh, your take on this evening. Um, yeah, I... Uh had a little bit of a rough week last week in uh, Daytona. Just okay. didn't feel good on the bike and just mentally didn't didn't feel confident. Um, had a really good week this week and yeah. coming here, like you said, from the first time I was on the track, I felt comfortable. Okay. Um, felt like my bike was working good. We didn't make very many changes and uh, just, you know, I knew that it was going to be kind of survival in the main event. So it wasn't going to be a whole lot of pushing going on. But okay. uh so yeah, I just uh, tried to find a good way through the whoops and just hit the, hit the rhythms and uh, worked out pretty good. All right, and you were also chasing down your teammate uh, Nate Thrasher, and you're trying to close in on him. But at some point on that main event, was there ever a point where you just said survival mode? I'm going to get on the podium. I'm going to get the points. I'm going to ride smart and, and maybe backed it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, not really. I just. Okay. The first maybe like half of the race, I was like really struggling in the whoops, and that's yeah. usually my strong point. And I just yeah. like was not gelling with that uh, with that rut down the middle. Okay. And was trying to find a different line, and it took me yeah. probably eight laps to find the right side of the okay. whoops, and I started skimming them down that right side, and yeah. felt way better then. But it was just kind of too like by the time I got going, we were pretty deep into lappers, and okay. just you had to really be careful with lappers like Hunter hitting the one you know you had to be careful they were kind of all over the place and like even if they weren't trying to be in your way it it was harder to go slower on the track so like if they're trying to get out of your way and they're trying to double I mean a ruck could grab them and they could just come straight across in front of you so yeah it was uh just tough to to get through there and yeah, I was, uh, was trying to make a charge on Nate and yeah. try and get back up to him, but it just didn't happen. All right, and how about the ruts out there tonight? I know Indy is famous for being rutted. I also know you may be a 250 dude, Jordan, but you've been around for a while. Uh, can you name a more ruttier track? Have you ever raced on anything ruttier than what you get here in Indy uh, year after year? Uh, no, yeah. not that I've raced. Maybe Seattle. I know okay. Seattle can get pretty rutted, yeah. but I've never raced there. So, uh Indy is always rutted no matter what kind of weather they have coming yeah. in. Um, sometimes a little more than others. Tonight yeah. was 
probably the most rutted since my rookie year that I've raced here. Uh, my my rookie year was like really really rutted too. So um, yeah, it's just you always come in here and like you see a big set of whoops like they were pretty big tonight and you're like yeah those are going to be gone like there's going to be a rut down the middle which is crazy to yeah. think whenever you look at a set of whoops before <laughs> yeah before the first practice that they're going to just be gone but they get that way so yeah. uh yeah it's always you always know what you're getting into going to indy all right in the championship points now hunter gets the win tonight he's now got a 33 point lead he is definitely separating out from the pack uh what can you do uh, what can you work on? How, how do you cut into that? What do you think you can do to uh, narrow the gap on Hunter Lawrence right now? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, at this point, it's going to take a huge mistake from Hunter to even get back into the championship talk yeah. or anything. So yeah. uh, really my goal, I think we have five rounds left, is just to keep you know getting up front and getting in the battle with Hunter and yeah. try to get a win you know uh, yeah. that's that's the big goal try and get a win and if we can get that early try and get another win and um, yeah it, it doesn't really change a whole lot like for the individual weekend from from race to race but yeah. but now it's just kind of like do whatever you can to try and get a win you know and uh, go back try and get some good riding in before Detroit and then we have a little break to uh, ride some outdoors and uh, work on a few things and try and come back even stronger for the last four rounds. Alright Jordan, uh, question about the track tonight. What do you go through as far as bike settings and things like that? Because you obviously know it's going to be a ruddy indie track yet it wears down so much. Are you changing the bike throughout the night or do you kind of just hey this is what it's going to be this is how the bike's set up and just kind of you know run what you brung type thing or are you guys constantly tweaking the bike going into a crazy track like this with the that's just falling apart on you as the night goes on yeah uh i knew it was going to be gnarly obviously from the pictures and stuff from yeah. press day and i watched and i was just like man we might not even be tripling the supercross <laughs> triple in the main event but yeah. uh it was, uh, you know, we went out for our first lap of free practice and there was hardy ruts all the way across the track. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's the real deal. So yeah. um, we didn't make too many changes. We actually made a couple of small changes that uh, we did in Daytona uh, just to kind of help settle the rear down a little bit. And with it being like, not only was it rutted, it was a lot more bumpy than a normal Supercross, I think. Yeah. Um, so, uh yeah, we just made a few little changes, and um, it honestly, it was gnarly for the main event, don't get yeah. me wrong, but yeah. I was honestly thinking it may be even worse, but oh, the track nice. crew did a really good job of kind of mellowing some of the landings and stuff out, yeah. and uh, I think that, that that helped the track a little bit, and uh, they they got as much prep as they could, and uh, especially with having a red flag in the heat race, I was like, oh, there yeah. goes track prep time, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that always makes you more nervous on a track like that. But uh, it was uh, it wasn't as bad in the main as what I thought it may be. But even I mean at the end of it, it's just crazy. The the whoops. I think I was about the only one hitting them in the line that I was hitting them in where I was skimming them. Yeah. And but I only hit them for half the main. And by the end of it, you could just see 
a huge rut where I like where I was going, where my tire was hitting every time, and it's just like one guy hitting it there maybe ten times, you know. So it's just whenever you t- get all those guys, I can only imagine how bad it was for the 450 guys. Uh, now, now, now that being said, Jordan, uh, how bad the track was. I heard you mention how much you love Indy when you were on the podium. So what is it you love about Indy? Uh, I hope it's not this ruddy track, or are you like just a glutton for punishment? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the first time I came here was like it was in 2015, probably like my okay. third pro race, and uh, it was on Geico and. We came into the town on like RJ and I for okay. some reason on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and we had like a day to kill and we rented we didn't we weren't old enough to rent a car <laughs> and our parents weren't there yet so we rented bicycles and rode around the town <laughs> and we had a blast and uh, I just have always enjoyed coming to the town it's okay. just uh, it's accessible to go eat downtown it's a nice downtown yeah and uh, I've always had pretty good results here that was my best result of my rookie year I think I got fourth that night yeah. uh, so. It's uh, just always been a, a good place for me. Well, it was a good place for you tonight, Mr. Jordan Smith of the Star Racing Yamaha crew, getting up on the podium in Indianapolis. Congratulations on that. Congratulations to you. Also to your teammate, Nate Thrasher. Both of you guys look great tonight. Can't wait to see what you bring next week when we head up to Detroit in the really, really cold We'll talk to you then, my friend. Best of luck to you guys there. Congratulations again. I am Stretch. It is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Last week, you probably heard me swear before the Supercross that we were going to send all of our good luck vibes to Dean Wilson of the Firepower Honda team and that we were going to will him into the top 10 last week. Well, we didn't come through. Dino finished like 12th. He had some gnarly stuff. It was a gnarly track. That didn't work out. We also had a demon released in the studio, and there was a lot of bad mojo that went on. And then we did an ambush call on Kenny Rocks, and I think he stole all of Dean Wilson's good mojo because Kenny ends up winning the overall race. So we're hitting the reset button. We're going to try to get rid of the demon in the studio, and we're going to send good luck vibes to Mr. Dean Wilson to get him into the top 10 right there in Detroit. So join us tomorrow as we do that, starting at 2 o'clock right here on the 49. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ. is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show here on a Friday. Don't forget Moto Man and Kyle coming up 3 o'clock today. If Kyle shows up, Kyle's been incredibly quiet ever since he, he or Moto Man unleashed the demon in the studio incredibly quiet. I got a feeling they're going to be more quiet tomorrow once I have a talk with all of them, but I'm saving that till we get on the air. Also, don't forget Positive Vibes. Dean Wilson, Firepower Honda, number 15, top 10. We're pushing that. We're making that happen this weekend. Granted, if somebody can get a hold of Dean Wilson, tell him to call me. If he calls me, it's guaranteed. If he calls me, he might go top five. I'm not kidding. Look at that. We talked to Kenny Roxanne in the middle of the day last week, and he wins. He wins. Talk to the 49, he wins on a Suzuki. That's impossible, but it happened. Hey, he stole Dean Wilson's thunder is what he did. Here's a great story, by the way, I want to get into. Uh, there's a TikTok trend. And remember, TikTok is pinko, kami, Chinese. The U.S. government wants you to stop using it so that you can only use, you know, Facebook and places that spy for them. Hey, stop getting spied on by the Chinese government. We want you to get spied on for the U.S. government. All right, here's what's happening. 
there's a TikTok trend that has experts baffled. Somebody looked at the protein content of dog food. And they're like, damn, there's a lot of protein in dog food. And there is. You know why? They're basically wolves. Except for my pug. He's stupid. Um, but here's the deal. The protein content is high, so all these little pumped-up little steroid wannabes uh, who lift weights are like, dude, bro, dude, bro, I want to totally eat that dog food, bro. I'm going to get swole. I'm going to just pump it down. I'm going to get, like, two cups of dog food and just power it down like it's cereal. Dump a little water on it, get some gravy train going. I'm going to be like, Fido, I'm going to pump it up. My pit bull's all buff, bro. So if I eat the same thing as him, I'm going to be all swole, too. That's how it works. So that's what they're doing. All the dude bros are eating dog food. Started on TikTok and now it's like a thing. It's like, dude, can I get your protein on, bro? Sure, you can use protein powder, but that's like the vag way, dude. It's gonna be hard. Get your dog chow on. That's what you gotta do, bro. You wanna get all swole. You wanna get all pumped up. I'll be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bro. So I'm gonna do. Just be all jacked. Blow it out. Who needs steroids when you got Alpo, bitch? That's what's happening. That's a real story. This is happening right now. And people are saying, yeah, don't eat your dog food. It's for dogs. And, and there's no real regulations on dog food, by the way. It's just got to be sanitary and safe. You can't have poisons and toxins and crap in it. That's about it. Other than that, they don't care what's in it. And a lot of it's like, especially cheap dog food, it's like ground up chicken bones and crap like that grind it into a powder and then dump it in into the meal a lot of corn it is not healthy i promise you that not for a human probably not healthy for your dog if you're buying the cheap stuff i like expensive ass dog food for my dogs yet sarge is being a dick and taking dumps all over the place he's getting to that old age he's 13 now he'll just be like f you stretch I gotta take a dump. I'm gonna dump right here in the hallway in the middle of the night right outside your door. So if you get up to pee, you're gonna step in a pile of dog crap in the hallway because I'm an old dick. My name is Sarge. I'm turning into a massive, grumpy old douche like my owner. And that's what happens. Here's what I know the Alexa at the studio, it's a complete asshole. It learned from me. She's a complete, complete a hole. The demon that's at the radio station hates me and is probably going to take it out on the radio station because I'm not coming back around. So there's that. Um, my dog is now crapping in the hallway, which is funny because I would do that. If I was a dog, I would get up in the middle of the night and I would take a big giant dump right outside the bedroom door so whoever walked out steps in it. And that's what Sarge is starting to do as he gets into a just a grumpy asshole man at 13 years old. It's like 190 or something in dog years. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Let's talk to Nate Thrasher next on The Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Taking a look at the Supercross track for Detroit. Now, once again, we're not seeing any sand on this track. However, Detroit has that reputation of being a lot like Indy. It's a short, very technical track. 
and the dirt gets weird because it's frozen as F in that part of the country. They thaw it out, they put it on the track, it gets soft and cushy, and that makes for a lot of really deep, gnarly ruts and a track that literally falls apart before our very eyes as the night carries on. Looks like we can expect a lot of that. Hopefully not as bad as Indy. The one thing I do like is the nice long starting straightaway. Last week it was crossways across the stadium, so it was really short with a hairpin turn at the end. This time they use the entire length of the stadium and they get a good long run at it after they drop the gate, so that should be pretty interesting and fun to watch. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is time to get up out of here, bros. It is time to go. Don't eat dog food, dude bros. Do not eat dog food. That is a thing. That is a dude bro thing. Little muscle head, want to pump it up. Too much protein. It's not that it's going to kill you. It's just, there's, eat some protein powder. Have a steak. Have some chicken. Some skinless chicken. Don't eat your dog food. Your dog will be pissed, too. Your dog's like, dude, that's my food, bro. What are you doing? It's mine. What are you doing? I'm going to crap outside your door. Yeah. Shout out to the entire 250 podium from Indianapolis on the show today. Hunter Lawrence, Nate Thrasher, Jordan Smith, all on the show with Stretch today. We bring you the stars of the Supercross here on the Big 49. We thank our friends at Feld and at the Supercross for giving us access. And we thank all of our sponsors here. Shout out to freaking Liquid Death right now. That is our jump off. All right, try it. Try that that mango chainsaw. See it in the stores. It's really good. The flavored ones are really good. But just water is really good too. The plain just still. I love the still water, not not carbonated. I'm not a big fan of. But what's weird is I like the carbonated with the flavors. It's different. I'm weird, I guess. Uh, shout out to Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump, all. Topics of the show today. Uh, shout out to the dude from Def Leppard, Mr. Allen, for not dying when he got assaulted by the teenager in Florida. That was our what the Florida of the day. What the hell, you gotta go attack a one-armed old guy and just whoop his ass for no reason. That is effed up. Somebody should beat your ass. There's a lady that came to his aid. That's even worse. are crazy all right tomorrow 2 p.m pacific time that's when the race coverage will begin the uh, detroit is the location of the supercross if you're watching it on tv the peacock will have your coverage at 4 p.m i gotta get on the phone with feld because they keep not showing the ktm kids races and that's where i make my money that's my side hustle let me be honest i bet on the little kids i need to see that race and they're compromising it now. So I don't know what's happening, but we gotta talk to Feld. I appreciate the hell out of them until they do that stuff. All right, Kyle, come to work today. Come in and do the moto show, and then tomorrow, I'll tell you about the demon. I'll give you the real deal about the demon. I'll break down the bad news about the demon. I'm Stretch, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow too. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.